When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. This is your glorious host, Jesse May Paluso. My last name means big and hairy in Italian. Google it. I am here in sunny California after being away for a couple weeks, celebrating the horror days. I hope you guys celebrated the holla blaze uh, with a little bit of greenery, a little bit of family love. I hope you had a good time. New Year's resolutions? Did you guys make them, break them, fake them? What'd you do? I don't I do not do New Year's resolutions. I'm like, fuck it. I'm going into 2017 same way I went into 2016. With a hope and a dollar. <laughs> we lost George Michael. We lost Carrie Fisher. We lost a whole bunch of motherfuckers. And probably some more important people whose names I don't know. Uh, if you lost somebody personal to you, I'm sorry for you. And I hope that it gets better. This has been a crazy, crazy year. I know a lot of you are like, oh, finally, it's over. Fuck 2016. 2016 was tough for a lot of people. But like I said in my last podcast, you got to get through that shit, yo. Uh, Excuse me. (laughs) Let's get down to the nitty gritty. What's going on? I'm going to be at Oxnard, California tonight. I don't know if this podcast is going to make it up in time, but if I already was there, hey, I hope you enjoyed the show if you came out. Um, If I get this up before I leave for the show, hey, hope you can make it out. (laughs) Levity Live in Oxnard, California, 8 p.m. I'm working on my hour. I'm going to be releasing a special this year. So I am going to be running my hour, quote unquote, as much as I can. I'll be at Irvine Improv in Irvine, California next Thursday, the 12th. January 19th, 20th, and 21st, I will be in the House of Comedy at the Mall of America. Hello. That's exciting. February 9th, 10th, and 11th, I'll be at Laugh Boston for Valentine's Day. February 16th, I'll be at Del Lago Resort and Casino. February 17th, 18th, 19th, I will be at San Jose Improv. And if you want more than that, go to jessiemay.com. If you want to come to any of those shows, I give out tickets all the time, motherfucker, because I am mad charitable. jessiemay.com for tickets. Sharptonguepodcast at gmail.com. If you want some free ones, tell me why you deserve it. Oh, I just got a text message. How exciting from my assistant, Liz. Let's see what she says. Liz says, Okay, mija. Hopefully we can make it. My car has been acting up, so I might have to take it to get looked at. See, now, why why can't vehicles just work? This is where it's like sometimes you just wish you had a horse 
you know because i mean i guess horses break down too <laughs> that's why we went to cars horses take a lot longer but i would love to ride a horse everywhere that would be really dope i saw a picture of lady gaga riding a horse in malibu and i got really envious but then i was happy that she fulfilled her dreams of becoming a person who could afford to ride a horse around in malibu <laughs> I got to pull a little saddle on Chaplin and walk him next to me. Um, a lot of craziness, a lot of craziness going down, y'all. I'm just trying to live my life. I'm, I'm trying to gear up for this year because I have a lot of career milestones I want to achieve. It's going to be a busy year, but I think it's going to be a good one. This past year was really difficult for me personally, and uh, I'm going to use all of that to propel me into a creative space I've never been to before. This may be one of my greatest comedic years ever. ever. Maybe I'm speaking too soon. Maybe I'm way too optimistic. I don't give a fuck. I'm going into it with some fire. With some fire. So yeah, come out to those shows if you want to come see me live. I asked you guys about your New Year's resolutions. I don't make, I, I used to make them. I don't make them anymore. But I wanted to see what you guys do with yourselves. Um... And it's Weeds Day. How can I forget it's Weeds Day? This was supposed to go up yesterday, but I was traveling all day coming back from the holidays. And normally podcasts, my podcast goes up on Tuesday. But hey, happy Weeds Day. Uh, that's exciting. If you're listening to this and I've already posted my Weeds Day post, most likely I do it every Wednesday. It's Weeds Day. And I do a Facebook Live show on my comedian fan page. It's facebook.com forward slash comedian jesse may peluso and i do a live facebook post i do facebook live once once a week well I'm, i'll probably do it a couple more times a week but weeds day is every wednesday and i adjust the time to suit east coast and west coast so it's not a set time yet but right now it's just uh whenever i see fit so let's see some of you monsters what your resolutions are michael derocher You've been on my page before, and I'm sure I'm saying your name completely wrong. Become a mechanist. Move to Denver. Blah, blah, blah. No need to get deep and emotional, but finally I, but finally do what I want to do with no strings attached. Oh, Michael, it sounded like you just had an emotional breakdown in the middle of that message. <laughs> I think the first thing you need to do in 2017 is call your therapist. Everyone needs a therapist, FYI. So if, if someone you know sees one, don't make fun of them. They're, they're becoming emotionally mature, and there ain't nothing wrong with that, you judgmental cunts. Anthony J. Brown, four years agony, quit smoking cigs. Did you fall asleep on the keyboard, man? I don't know what you're trying to type. Four years ago, I, oh, I see, four years ago, I quit smoking cigs. This year, I'm going to quit drinking soda, hopefully. Anthony, how hard is it to quit drinking soda? Are you seven years old? Just stop drinking it. Find something else that's delicious. Put some lemon in your water, motherfucker. Come on. <laughs> James Jensen, I resolved to finally find the link to watch movie free without register. Man, you guys got some terrible English. You guys just forget English? I do too sometimes when I'm typing with my fat fingers. James Penson. James P. Jensen, again. Iron Man Triathlon. Or maybe just Lord of the Rings Marathon. <laughs> <laughs> Those are two totally different things, and that was really funny. Emily Dawn Harris. To make money to smoke as much weed as I want. What? And to get Texas to legalize it. Texas won't even legalize things. It, Texas doesn't even want to legalize, like, civil rights. Good luck with that, Emily Dawn Harris. <laughs> T 
Texas and Florida have the craziest, craziest laws in this country. Dave Jones, I will read instructions. All right, man, you didn't read the instructions of this thing. I said, what's your resolution? Is that your resolution to read instructions? What do you assemble Ikea furniture all day? <laughs> Carrie Grace, get that comedy benefit set up. Yes, we got to do that, Carrie. I agree. How ironic that you sh- should say that before I mention the guest on today's podcast. How so very ironic. Um, Drew Bean, get higher than Doug Benson. Dude, that's not possible. That dude's got one eye that's always high. He's the highest dude I've ever met. McCarthy Sean, I've been sober for 40 days. Not in a row, but for 40 days. <laughs> 40 days total. Well, man, that's not sober. I don't think you understand words. <laughs> you guys are fools, man. That's really cute, though, that some of y'all have some really non-committal re- New Year's resolutions. And some of you, I think your resolution should be to look into English as a second language. <laughs> man, it's been it's been a wild ride and you know the thing about life is you are on the path you're meant to be on and you can change that shit don't blame anybody else for your own problems motherfuckers let's be adults um i'm kind of excited about this podcast episode while i was home in syracuse i got a chance to stop by a very very special place in central new york and syracuse it's actually there's a few locations around central new york the acr health uh, social service center it's a community center for lgbtq uh, people to go and feel safe and get care and have a community and get education and resources and uh, a place to sleep something to eat it's a really really amazing place and you know in this generation and in this society where people are so judgmental about people and their origin and their gender and their uh you know preference and how they identify these people need places to go because they're people you know just because somebody doesn't carry their life the way you carry it doesn't mean that they don't deserve the same things you deserve everyone deserves shelter food water warmth and love and the acr health social services um community centers that are spread around really make an effort to bring that to people and specifically you know I met with this lovely lady she came to one of my shows and her and I emailed back and forth to try and figure out what we could do together you know benefit or something to bring awareness to the LGBTQ community uh, in Syracuse and in your own neighborhood Um, I did it when I was in Raleigh, North Carolina. I hooked up with one of the local um, community service centers there, and I want to spread that information to everybody. I want people to know that there is a place to go where you can get care. And if you have, even if you have AIDS, like the ACR uh, initially initially was for a place for people with AIDS to go and get assistance and care and. Um, a place of a refuge and so even if you're a person who has AIDS and you need some help they will help you Uh, the sad thing about life is they're judgmental people and they turn you away because of your afflictions and your your gender identity but the good news is there's also places that will take you in with open arms and no judgment and this is one of those places and I had the 
the pleasure of sitting down with the regional manager and develop of uh, the regional manager and development at ACR Health, Carrie, um, who just is adorable and a comedy nerd and. I'm pretty sure she's going to become a friend of mine, if not already my best friend. Um, And we got a chance to just sit down and talk about what the real deal is and what people can do to help and and how you can um, go about dealing with somebody in your family who may be uh, gay or maybe uh, transgender or may have a disease or anything who any sort of situation where they don't know how to deal with adversity and it's uh, important to know that you have a place to go and I I love sitting down and talking to this this woman about something that means something to people everywhere you know the, 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 the here's the thing that really drives me nuts and we got into it a little bit you can't judge people for the way they want to live their life. And just because somebody is different than you doesn't mean you're better than them. I think different is the best way to be and the only way to be. Imagine if we were all the same. How motherfucking boring would that be? Come on now. Let's let's realize that life is too short to be judging motherfuckers. I probably shouldn't be swearing so much, but... I hope you enjoy this interview and maybe it'll shed some light on your situation. Maybe it'll shed some light on somebody who you know. Maybe you're a parent of somebody who could be a lesbian, gay, transgender, bisexual, uh, you know, and you don't know. And this is a way for you to figure out how to embark on that journey with that person. And hopefully you won't be a judgmental parent, you know, because if you are, then you're a cunt. That's what I think. <laughs> I'm sorry, Carrie. This is a terrible intro, but I'm just, you know, the the podcast is called Sharp Tongue Podcast for a reason. (laughs) I hope you guys enjoy this interview, and uh, I hope you stick to your news resolutions, you slobs. Whatever you want. Is the on? Let's see. And so you just kind of hold it like that. I'm a huge nerd. Okay, what do you want to know? Ask me if you could ask me whatever you want to ask me. Sounds so casual. You got to keep that to your fucking face, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you want to know. Well, I'm a huge comedy nerd, but I want to know, like... Who are your biggest... No, my brain, like, goes to, like, being a woman in comedy. And what do you think? I think you do it so well, but I also think there are other people doing it right now who are like, I just want to be the smartest person in the room and then look good. Like who? Let's name names. Like Let's Eliza go dirty. <laughs> no, am I right? Am I right? <laughs> well, it's interesting you say that because like she's good, and then I would listen to her podcast, and I'd be like, "How like this is very self-serving." Yeah, I, I've heard that a lot. I don't know okay. her very personally. The couple uh, exchanges we've had, she sort of rubbed me the wrong way, but I, That's I, I don't really l- let it bother me too right. much. But I did read an interesting article. I forget where, what source it was, but so, she was being interviewed and she's like, you know, I'm, I'm like the only female out there on the road touring like this. And I wanted to be like, uh, hello. Right. Do you even know about your peers? Right. They're your peers. They're not yeah. your competition. Right. I'm out there just as much as you are. Yeah. And y- there are a slew of other women that are out there. Jen right. Kirkman, you got Sarah Silverman, you got Wanda right. Sykes, you got, you know, Sh- Amy Schumer and you've got Nikki Glaser. There's so, right. I could go on and on. Right about the women who are doing it and when i read I a woman yeah yes. and like when a woman who's supposed to be my peer mentions that no one else is out there doing it like her it's like right what the fuck right bitch open your eyes yeah 
we were just talking like they're like how did you come across her and obviously girl code but i like i you wasn't like i googled you watching it not that people didn't you know you did you did a little i cyber stalked you true (laughs) (laughs) i but i can't remember how i came across you in your podcast but i all i I do want to i'm going to geek out for just a minute do it and i won't like i have had to stop what i'm doing because i'm laughing (laughs) so hard like i'm my daughter we moved and so i'm painting her room and i literally had to stop because i was like shaking so i just i love the shaking laughs yeah and i was like i can't paint listen to this this is supposed to be a mindless activity but it's just it's just so you're so happy and nice and I think that's so encouraging so when somebody like my kid does get older who's got incredible comedic timing by the way does she ridiculous um (laughs) that like you're somebody who I'd push her to like watch this that's really sweet so like it's not like look at me in my see-through shirt and I'm going to use big words, like which is great. Yeah. I pride myself on being the smartest person in the room sometimes as well. Right. There's a time and a place. But just like, I don't know. And then how physical you are was so great. We saw we, <laughs> a few of my friends and I went and saw you the funny bone. Yeah. I was just like, she's so much more physical than I thought. Like People I don't, don't realize that. Yeah. I love like, physical comedy. And I said, no, no, I want to go see, because I'd never seen a whole thing. Yeah. So my follow-up question would be, who, who are you, I know you're working on a special, right? Yeah. So who are you doing it through? Or Well, those details aren't quite worked right, out. Yeah. It's so early, but I definitely want to shoot it in Syracuse. That would be awesome. I've talked with Bobcat Gothway about directing nice. it. And I, I think he might have directed one of Eliza's. He just, didn't he just do Burt Kreischer? Not Burt Kreischer's. He, he did some, somebody. Yeah, he yeah. does a lot of directing, and I like that he take mm-hmm. he takes risks and he he yeah. does unique projects like world's right. greatest dad with robin williams did, mm-hmm. you, did you ever see that i think you so. guys think you would so. probably really appreciate that because i think uh the storyline the guy's robin williams son in that was gay or there was some sort of i think i saw that i think there was some sort of yeah. aspect to it where right. either his son was gay or his son was transgender or he was gay mm-hmm. or there was no gay thing at all and i'm just <laughs> fucking forgetting right and maybe i had totally. too, mar- too much marijuana yesterday maybe um, but you should check that out but so yeah bob Quat, he's done a lot of different stuff yeah and he's weird and he's artistic and so yeah, yeah. we sat down and we have that syracuse bond right you know because he's right. originally from this area he's got salt potatoes tattooed on his arm it's hilarious i didn't from know that. kat von so d funny. she she that's awesome yeah she nice. did she tatted those and gotta get some of her lipstick oh yeah her, her, her makeup is amazing yeah. like, like a red lip and she's got perfect lips for that yeah that's the one thing that's frustrating about makeup is like you look and you're like oh that's gonna look good on me and then you're like oh mm. i don't got kat von d lips <laughs> right. That's right. really like, I can't compare myself. Right. You no. know, like they do that chick th- thing where you're just like, mm-hmm. oh, my lips aren't that big. Yeah. I want those big laps. <laughs> it's like, right. Fuck it. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. No. So who are some of your favorite comedians? Um, well, I grew up, I just am so thankful. My mom grew up watching, we letting me watch like In Living Color and yes. TV and Saturday Night Live for her 50th birthday. Um, we took her to Boston to see Dana Carvey's special being taped. Oh, so, that's awesome. Yeah, it was. It was the, he was like the Dave Grohl of comedy. Like he performed for two hours. Wow. And then picked up a guitar. I, I was just going to say he probably did some music. Yeah. He's so damn guitar. talented. It was ridiculous. And his son's opened. So it was super. What did they do? they do comedy? Yeah. What? Yeah. His son's How did stand I know up this? Comedians. Yeah. One of them is really good. The other one's getting there. <laughs> <laughs> but they're babies. Sounds like my they're whole young. career. They're young. How but old they're are they? 
they're like in early 20 like early. oh that's so cute like, 20s aren't 20s anymore like no, they're, they're not. just your teens yeah 20s yeah. are like five you're right. five exactly so but they were super cute and one of them makes a joke about how he looks like a poor man's like hugh grant and he totally does and <laughs> he's super cute um but that was that was cool to see that his we son's grew up, open we still i will call my mom and do church lady on her voicemail well, where, yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> And we come from North Georgia, so that mentality is very like well, that's it's just yeah. like that. Whose favorite color's red? Yeah, you know, like so the I devil call, exactly. <laughs> so I'll call and like still do that to her. And so I grew up in a very funny, like we, you know, that was what we enjoyed was yeah. watching SNL, watching and living color. But for right now, I it's but it's shifting. It's shifting. Stand up comedy is awesome, but it's the podcast element too. Yeah. So I love yours. I, I like Burt Kreischer's. I watched he's the nuts. special, which he was. He, yeah, he's nuts. He's so nuts. He's fun to watch. Um, I'm trying to think who's. Um, oh my god, I totally forgot her name. She just did a Al- special on Netflix. Ali Wong. Ali Wong. Uh, Baby her, Cobra. Her special was hilarious. Yeah, her special so good. Her so so good. It was so funny. Have you watched um, someone that? I, started comedy with is somebody that I know from New York Michael Che from Saturday Night Live yeah have you seen course. his special no oh is it so good have you watched it it is so yeah. good like as a comedian right it, there's an extra element of being entertained because yeah. he's got one of the best Instagram comments is, like his is, little <laughs> yeah yeah he is special he touches on stuff and it's just I was so surprised at how well put together it was not surprised because he's such right. a hard worker right but i would i laughed out loud he's abs- he's super smart and he's not the smart where he needs to let you all know how smart he is right now he he's very is. subtle yeah he's so he's so that's subtle yeah, he just he's got this one line about hitler that made me <laughs> laugh out loud i was like oh my god this is so good it's you have to watch it yeah it's called michael che matters i will yeah I'll watch you it gotta check week. that one yeah. out i'll watch it this week while i'm off okay. yeah who else do you like um, Anybody from back in the day? Of course, Sinbad specials were all incredible. Sinbad, but I they were. love Sinbad. They were so incredible. So his specials uh, were all so good. Um, but I grew up. I loved SNL. I'm just was this huge SNL nerd. Yeah. Um, I think that when I hit my midlife crisis, I'll just start like emailing whoever's the head writer <laughs> ideas. Like, here's my idea. I sh- we should have done just, this from the just, beginning. Come on, guys. Just, just hear me out. But if I do it every day, they have to listen, right? Yeah. They're quite good. Yeah. You just so, you just keep pounding it into them. <laughs> like I have these ideas. Um, no, but I, just a lot of like, I grew up watching Wayne's World and I loved Wayne's I World. Know. We had so. such good comedy. We did. We were lucky. We did. we did. And when Jim Carrey was in his prime, just the physical comedy Fuck. that he would do. Jim Carrey, honestly, yeah. like when I think about comedians who've influenced me the most, he's probably up like the top yeah. three. But let me, this just, I was way too young. Probably I was probably 10 or no, well, 11 or 12. And I had a cassette tape of mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy's Raw. Oh yeah. I've got that on, on my iPod. Yeah. And I, and there was, for some reason with the, does it have the songs? Yeah. Like the songs about putting things in your butt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew every word. <laughs> Why did I know those words? So. Is that the song? It was the song about putting things in your butt? Right? <laughs> <laughs> but I just would listen to that one. Yeah. Like, I loved, I loved that. I was probably too young. My mom was like, she always let me watch that stuff. So. My, my parents are too. My dad, like I used to watch mm-hmm. Richard Pryor when I was a kid. Yeah. I mean, Richard Pryor was like edgy for adult at the mm-hmm. time. And George Washington, George Washington, I watched, George I don't know if you knew, but George Washington What's did hilarious. a great bit on slavery. You gotta hear it. Um, George Carlin, my dog yeah. is named after Carlin. Right. Uh, Bill Hicks is my favorite. Did you yeah. watch Bill Hicks? I don't think, I've seen some of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Him and Kinnison used to write together. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, so that's funny that you grew up and you liked I did. Comedy. We just, my, we were always like, 
I think I bought my mom the Living Color like box set a few years that's, or something. That show. Or I wanted to or something, but yeah. You think about all that. the characters that that yeah. show made that were iconic. Yeah. My sister and I still do Vera de Milo. Oh my god! All the, the little t- fucking pigtails. <laughs> my name's Vera. <laughs> you took, like, With the pill. little. T- <laughs> yeah, like the horse pill tranquilizers. Yeah, it was the best. In the little the bikini. Mm-hmm. I just—he was such a fucking ball of yeah, fire. I know. He really was. What was the Jamie Foxx character with the with the? Did he do? He didn't. Did he do Duke? Come on, Duke, with the stuffed dog, or was that David Allen Greer? Uh, I think that was David Allen Greer. Come on, Jamie Fox did a. I can't want to say like Lawanda or something. Oh, he did Shanine. Was it? Was it? No, that um, was Martin. He. Did I can't think of it off the Shaniqua? top of my head. Shaniqua. What was her name? I know. Somebody Google it. Can do you, you know? know? <laughs> uh, Jay, uh, Jamie Fox on in She was color. the girl with the, with the lips. Yes. And I always I wondered because Martin did. Um, the character on Martin, if and it I always came from that. Yeah, I yeah. wonder because those two characters really are close. identical. Yeah, it was really close. And there must have been some a little bit of heat between the two of them because yeah. if you think about it, even the way they looked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was it Shanae? Hey, this is Shanae. There's so many people who came from that who are just still funny, just naturally like Tommy Davidson. Oh and, my God. Um, all the Wayans, obviously. All the Wayans. But and homie, don't play that. Homie, don't. <laughs> oh my, we smack them. And the drunk, remember the dr- the the drunk guy with the pickle juice jar? Was that was that Fire Marshal Bill? Oh my God, Fire Marshal Bill! Right? Yeah. Fire so. fucking Marshal Bill. <laughs> Jim Carrey in his prime to me is Jack Lane. Jim, when I think of *In Living Color*, like Jim Carrey is like the forefront. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember when he did Jack Lane and he came in pulling that RV with a I rope so, in his yeah. teeth? <laughs> He's like juice for life. Yeah. Did you figure out who it is? Wanda. Wanda, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, with the booty. Mm-hmm. I always wonder who yeah, came so first I, with that. No, I grew up watching all that, so I appreciate. Like, I just that's what I appreciate. That's my. I don't like sad movies. I don't like listen to sad songs. No, no, Amy Winehouse. I, you no, don't. You I'm don't not, get some wine. It's not my jam, or like you know, let's. I don't want to go see Marley and Me, where everybody's gonna cry at the end. Oh it's god, ridiculous. that movie was so sad. I just don't want to watch it. I know what's gonna but happen, I, and I watch my, it. My like, I'm having a crap day. <laughs> is I'm just gonna go find something that's funny. And that's it's, just how I've always handled things. That's interesting because comedian as as a comedian yeah whatever we can answer it did somebody call let's call him back (laughs) i think for me i gravitate towards more sad shit really yeah i don't i don't know i wonder if it's because of like how i i do it as a living i just cry when i see the cover of hope floats like i just can't (laughs) handle it just the cover is that with with sandy bullock (laughs) dad's like in the retirement i can't handle it (laughs) hope floats bitch no it don't it sank hope is sinking in 2016 Mm-mm, so how did you it. get what is your position here tell tell people so, what your position okay, is and so where you work i am the northern new york regional manager for acr health so i oversee but i'm in development as well so does I'm acr of, stand for something uh, it used to be aids community resources so we started out 33 years ago um, in syracuse we've been here the whole time um doing work with hiv and aids so community education, helping those people who are suffering or living with HIV and AIDS, you know, get to their doctors and, ed- you know, educating them on how to live with this and as well as educating the community. So yeah. um, my job itself, um, my end of things is I just my job is really like I need to know what this agency does so I can go sell it so we can create events. We can do fundraising. Yeah, um, we can do public awareness, public relations, that sort of thing. So I'm sort of that end of it. So um but we have so many amazing people who are just boots on the ground in so many ways. What's the biggest challenge for you? Do you feel like as far as like 
what you need to get, how you need to get your job done. What has been the biggest challenge? Um, we're a very progressive agency. Uh, so my biggest challenge I would say is getting people who in front of me, who want to talk about LGBTQ youth, who want to talk about HIV and AIDS, who want to talk about, um, people using needles in the streets. It's just getting and people to talk yeah, about it. Just getting people to talk about those things. So, you know, there are a million nonprofits and they do really amazing things. And some of them are easier to get people on board with because it just, it just is. So it doesn't mean that either of us are doing different or less or more important work. Um, ours is just, we've always been sort of envelope pushers. Yeah. What does that mean? Um, What do you mean by that? Like, for example, we are working really hard in all nine counties that we serve with the opiate crisis. So there is a heroin problem in New York state. Wake the fuck up people. Right. It goes right up that 81 (laughs) corridor. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it just does. You hear that? Wayne Mahar, what's the weather like right now <laughs> up the 81 corridor? Is the guy who just retired? No, Wayne Mahar? Dave, Long- Dave Longley. Don't you dare. Wa- Mahar better not retire without <laughs> texting me. So, um, you know, just saying, hey, people are using and you need to pay attention. And the way we, the way we, you know, we're trying to prevent instead of come afterwards. And right. Fix. So the way we're going to prevent another outbreak of HIV is giving people clean needles um and that's, that's and that HIV, doesn't sound good no it doesn't the way people don't understand a public you know spread of hep c is making sure they have clean needles and then while we do it we foster a relationship with them and then we're saying okay you know you've been working with us for a while let's let's take some steps to get you some help um we i i always say we're not a second chance agency um, we're just a continuing chance because yeah. no matter how many times you screw up, you can come back to us and we'll say, all right, let's, what's, what, let's what do we need to do now? Yeah. You, and that's important and to people to understand. You know, I certain think. rehabs, certain other agencies, certain doctors will say, nope, that's too many times. We don't want anything to do with you. So, you know, and we've, and people in the community know that. And so Tyler, who you met earlier, it has saved lives because people have come to our doorstep OD'd and he's injected Jeez. them with Narcan. And then off they go back on their feet. But, you know, what that is, what we're doing is we're saving somebody's kid. We're saving yeah. somebody's brother or sister or parent. When we do that, it's not just a throwaway drug user. Yeah. It's somebody's somebody. You yeah. Know and what I mean? and, and uh, people are so judgmental about drug use. Yeah. And, and they think it, when you're on the other side of it, it's so easy to chop it up to just you're lazy or mm-hmm. you're not trying hard enough or you why can't you just stop right and people don't realize that it's mixed with a lot of different factors that Mm -hmm. affect it like mental illness is a factor that really i think is related to it for just from my own personal experience and having family members and seeing what happens to them and right you know that sort of path they go down that i think like i know because of my perspective like when you are talking about giving people clean needles and we were talking about this before that that doesn't sound good to people. No, They're scared of that yeah. because they think, why not just stop it all together? But mm-hmm. the truth of the matter is you, you have to put another step in there before you solve that. Right. Like you said, you need to build trust. Mm-hmm. You can't just take things away because they're going to find a way to do drugs right. regardless. So why not make it safer and cleaner? Yeah, absolutely. And stop I mean, that progression. Right. I mean, it's like that when we do safe sex lessons, you know, it's, it's, Naive to think that teenagers, let's say, are not going to have sex. Or even younger. Right. So 13-year-olds are out there. Is abstinence the best policy for drug use and sex? Fuck no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, of course. Oh, were you going to say yes? Uh, oh, okay. Of course. <laughs> I mean, I'm with you, but, you know. So 
is it the best policy? Yes. Is it realistic? No. It's not. It's not. So what are the tools to to help them, to help them do it safely. When I was, I taught sex ed for five years and You did? Were, yeah. To, to what ages? Seventh grade. So 12, oh my, how do 12 you, and 13. And how do you even school. like, what do you, I, I can't even fathom having that conversation with a room full of students. It's Because you also have to consider right. the regulations of the school. Yeah, so I, I, we, we did, a, we did a good job of not, you know, the board gave us permission to come in. The school board would give us permission to come in and do our thing. So I was lucky. Um, but at the same time, like, I did it my way. I did. What was your way? Like, I mean, I would teach the curriculum yeah. as you're supposed to. But I would I would try to be funny. That's smart. And I would try to, like, I would just come in and I was authoritative at first. Like, listen, I'm going to teach you about this. And you're going to listen. And you can try to stump me if you want. But here I am. And then after that, I was super relaxed. And I did like anonymous question box. And I would say, if it's in there and it's genuine, I'll answer it. That's smart. So you would have kids who would say something to try to shock you. And you're just like, whatever. Yeah. um, But at the same time, I would also say, how many of you have talked to this, you know, with your parents about this middle school age? And, you know, some of the kids would raise their hand. And then I would say, how many of your parents would tell you to Google it? And like most of the class would raise their hand. (sighs) And my heart would break because it's, A, you're going to get some stuff you do not want to see. No. Like anybody wants to uh... see. But it's just not, it's so uncomfortable to talk about for some people that you know, they not talking is easier. Yes, that not talking is easier. It's not that it's bad parenting. It's just not effective and it's not good. It's, it's not yeah. going to help your kid be safe. So, um, but neither I, my parents talk to me about it. I don't, I, my mom had me very, very young. So she was basically like, uh, it'll, I love you, but it'll ruin your life. You yeah. know, like sort of that scare tactic. And I adore her for that. But, um, did Tracy Morgan be like, that's crazy. <laughs> you know, he hosted scare tactics for a long time. time. <laughs> I'm gonna get you pregnant, yeah. girl. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I'd be like, okay. So, um, but yeah, so just, I just was open with them. I would just, I would say I'm, my doors are open after class. If you don't want to ask it in front of the class, put it in the anonymous question box. Um, high school is a little different. They would just ask. Yeah. And, but it was funny to, to watch kids who thought they knew it all already. <laughs> and then you're you, like, you just let them say what they needed to say. And you'd be like, okay. Mm-hmm. Like I had one girl argue with me that married couples don't have oral sex. And I'm like, all right. What? Uh-huh. Married couples don't have oral sex, she said. She just argued with me about it. Well, we know what's going on at your house or not going on at your house. And I'm just like, okay. Yeah. That that sounds like something that her mother taught her. Yeah. (laughs) Or just like, I don't don't know. So Your father's upset because married couples don't have oral sex anymore, hon. I don't know why I made her sound like my mom. (laughs) (laughs) But so it was, but it was the cool, it was a very cool job. It was very rewarding. And, and, and did that I got lead great you to questions. This? Yeah, it did. Yeah. So, and I had, I had worked for ACR health, right? I, I always say that I, I tried not to work for ACR and, and I say that with love. Yeah. I worked for them right out of college. I graduated from Ithaca with a communications degree and I was My sister like, went there. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, I need to do something. And then, so they were there at a, the place I was bartending and w- for an event, I heard them say, we need a development person. And I was like, here's my resume. That's awesome. Yeah. And they took a chance on me and they gave me a yeah. job and it, it just did nothing but build from there. So they, they changed me for the better for sure. And then 10 years later, I'm back. It's sort of, sort of a different capacity. And, and I don't, you know, when they knocked on my door, I'm like, of course. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. What so do it's you, a really f- cool agency for you? Like, what do you feel is, missing like if you in a perfect scenario for the agency here what would be implemented 
as far as like our agency or as, as far, far as, as like, like the population we work with i think let's start like on a, a local area like w- if you could have anything to help make your job easier or just make it run smoother or get more supplies or anything like for, right. for, in this location here in Syracuse. Right. I would say, and you can shake it. Will, my co Will's over here on the side, yeah, chilling um, on the sidelines. Cause he does work out of the Syracuse. I mean, I'm here a lot, but I would say more acceptance more when we do knock on somebody's door, like we were talking earlier and say, we need beds for homeless gay youth <laughs> that they're not like just slamming whatever. the door. Right. So Cause they hear these words more that they're afraid of. And then more, you know, just, just letting listening to why these kids need help or listening to why drug users need help or um you know especially with our lgbtq programs the q center um which we're in right now yeah we're We're in the q center yep tell them a little bit about the q center Center is really cool so it's really a program this happens to be a physical building but it's a program that we have uh in in most of our in all of our areas so it's a place for lgbtq youth or however they identify yeah um can come and be themselves so if they get to be themselves for three hours a week that might be saving their life because they can't be themselves at home yeah and they can't be themselves at school but they know if they get to tuesday at three o'clock or whatever you know that's the time in watertown that we have our kids meet um then they're going to be okay for yeah, a few hours. Yeah, I know they got that to look forward yeah, to. Yeah, I mean, just that anxiety and that ability to exhale is life-saving and changing. And if there's and an LGBTQ, that's like a, getting it, is, it all it's out. It's a handful. LGBTQ. Q youth. <laughs> I'm going to try it one more time. If there's a youth <laughs> right. out there listening, what would you say to them? Um, you can all, I mean, everybody's pretty web savvy. So you can go to our website, which is acrhealth.org. Um, reach out to your most local schools and guidance counselors have our information, um, you know, and we're easy to find. We're here. We're right in Syracuse. So, and your doors are open. Yeah. These doors are open and you'll meet with somebody first to say, okay, what's going on so that we can best suit your needs because we have different groups. We really break it down. So we have groups for just trans kids. So just kids who identify as transgender and they're really working through that. But not only are we helping them, we have groups for their parents. Because wow. we understand that's that that's, gotta, that's a huge part of it. Right. So we understand that that's not easy. And it's not like we're going, you should accept them immediately. Like it's, But it's like, here's how, let me help you work through this. What do you say to a parent that says, this is just a phase? I would say you need to listen to your kid. You need to listen to your kid. I mean, and at the end of the day, who's going who's gonna, to like do this, do, you know, go through all that hardship as a choice? Yeah. Like this sounds like fun. Yeah. It's not like, you know, shaving your side, the side of your head. No, that's, that's a so frustrating. Shaving like, your it's hair, just a, it's just a phase. Hair, getting a piercing. <laughs> that's a phase. Yeah. You know, like getting a stupid tattoo that like that we all did when we were 18. That That's a phase. Yeah. Um, but if, if a kid is by the time your kid gets aware enough and the guts enough to t- say to you, I'm gay or I'm trans or I'm this then it's not a phase. It's been brewing yep. for a long time. Yeah. And, and you know, just as much as kids sort of understand what they're good at and what they want to do, mm-hmm. they understand essentially who, who they are yeah. as people. Yeah. So, and, you know, we have a tendency to ignore those signs and those those things and just be like, oh, they'll be fine. Or they're a tomboy. Or, or p- parents yeah. are just afraid. I'm sure yeah. a lot of parents are just scared because right. imagine having a kid. No, you, there's not a, a, a class to teach you how to be a parent. And then if you have this adversity mm-hmm. thrown into your life, don't, there's nothing to teach you how to handle it and right. how to properly, you know, welcome your child and to make them feel safe and 
and and not afraid to be who they are right because i'm sure the parent is just like did i do something wrong i'm mm-hmm. sure it's a question of, a lot of parents ask right. themselves because yeah. they think it's something they did right exactly they don't realize that it's just it's nature baby mm-hmm. it's nature yep it is i have this argument is. with people all the fucking time about this whole nature versus nurture thing when it comes to you know homosexuality and all sorts mm-hmm. of you know the whole spectrum of that it's you see it in nature and why why do we i just i have a big problem with people who are judgmental especially towards children right right so when they walk through our doors they don't get that yeah that washes away for a few hours or a couple times a week or until they get to that whole it gets better place yeah do you know what i mean yeah so it's like you guys are the glue in that transitional time hopefully, for them. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully, I know that you know I've had kids in my office, you know, working through things, or I've been able to direct them in the right way, and you're just like, yeah, that was the right thing to do for that kid. Like you just know that they need a break. What are the biggest things that you need? Like if you had, if you had to name three companies. <laughs> so, so product you mean? Yeah. Besides, yeah, like what? Cash. A, what? A, um, cash first of all. <laughs> And if yeah. people want to donate, where can they donate? ACRHealth.org. We have a donate button okay. um, right on our website. And, and what are all those proceeds? Like if people are donating. Pro- so those proceeds go, you know, mainly to our unfunded programs. Like Which the Q, the Q Center, Center is, is hugely. Is we don't have. Yeah. Like our syringe exchange, we have a state contract for that. Doesn't right. mean you can't be passionate about that and donate and say, I'd really love to help this program because we'll put it toward that. Yeah. Um, but Q, our LGBTQ uh, groups and programs are unfunded. So that's just that blows my mind. Yeah, it's it's almost all fundraised dollars. And so. can we talk about the New York City situation? Yeah. So um, how much funding do they have for their New York City has specific foundation money. So, you know, the big foundations that people will will money to or whatever and right. then they allocate different places has do you remember the number? 175 million. Yeah, 175 million. I remembered million. it. <laughs> Because it set a fire. I didn't want to get it wrong. Uh, $175 million that goes just to the five boroughs for LGBTQ programs. And there's been attempts to... And it's supposed to be New York State foundations, but they go to New York City. And, you know, you that's sort of the way you're from upstate New York. You get how New York City... New York is a separate thing. It is. It's totally it's separate It's sacred. Thing. Yeah. It's you're in fucking New York. <laughs> yeah. You don't it's got separate. pizza where you're from. We got pizza here yeah. on the island. Yeah, exactly. It's that mentality, and I get mm-hmm. that there's a population difference, so, a huge population mm-hmm. difference, but I don't. I, there's a huge discrepancy in there's the. There's also resources for those kids on every corner. Yeah. So, not saying they shouldn't get it. No, but New York is the the essence of New York is that the individuality aspect mm-hmm. is promoted, right? And it's encouraged. And being being an individual is a part of the New York City heartbeat. Right. I lived there for ten years. Right. Yeah. You know, and there was no. If you were judgmental towards somebody, somebody else in the street would say some shit to you. Right. No. And definitely, you know, and so of the rest of New York State, so upstate New York or whatever you want to call it, not just the county above New York, New York City. State B. But New York State. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, B. We are, we're closer to B. the capital, you cunts. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say that, but I can. Yeah. No. <laughs> so, I mean, I could. But, you know. Go ahead. Go ahead. No. Um, so we get 1% of that. That's wild. For the entire state. For the entire state. We so get, that has so to be, all of upstate New York gets 1%. Oh, man. So, you know. So we, you guys personally yeah. don't get that. No, we don't. know. And we've created an event that they call, or that we call Upstate Meets Downstate, where we go and we have a party in New York City. Um, we ask somebody to donate some space. We have a party, invite foundation members in so we can say, here, 
here's what you're not giving money to. Please, let's do this. So, so you have to go into New York City, mm-hmm. do spend all. You, I mean, spend the, money, spend money to mm-hmm. make money, right? Essentially, and that's right. a lot of work. Absolutely, and you have to go out there to be like, yeah. hey, hey, we're little guys over here. Right. We also have those people over here. Right. So yeah, and we have a lot of them. I mean, we had like 150 kids come to Pride Prom in Syracuse. You did? Yeah. What did you guys do for Pride Prom? Uh, what, was the, what was the theme here? I want to go to Pride Prom. <laughs> Please come. When to Pride is Prom. It? it? It'll be like in June. Oh my God. I want to go so bad. There's Lucas. a baby in yeah. here. Um, and in Watertown, Watertown, we had 50 plus kids at Pride Prom. So and we what do you separate. do? Like, do you do like music? They danced and they killed it. That's they awesome. It. They came dressed however they want. That's so great. We got a DJ who was very firming. Yeah. We let the DJ judge and we didn't have like king or queen. We just had prom court. Queen, queen. Yeah. We just, like, <laughs> we just had court, like prom. Yeah. You won prom, basically. Yeah, that's awesome. And they loved it. And they, we had kids we've never seen before show up at pride prom that's amazing and their parents at the door are saying please take my 20 dollars." that's so amazing you know, we need to rent out space and stuff but yeah so and i don't know the numbers for utica i apologize if any of our utica staff here and this, where where's the syracuse pride so, prom where do they have that um, do you know i'm not sure i know they've done stuff here right in the yeah. Q center um but we usually try to get them out like yeah. in watertown we had it at maggie's bar and grill um so it was like the third the third floor of a bar and i was like the disciplinary i'm like if any of you kids go down to that i'm bar, gonna i'm watching I'm you. you yeah so yes that's amazing yeah so so businesses your dream businesses um, or products products so people donate products they can absolutely they can drop stuff off it's the end of christmas season so we just 627 west genesee street in syracuse new york yep right next to the enterprise car rental yeah yeah i I pulled in there on accident (laughs) we have no parking (laughs) um so we just finished holiday angels so because we have a whole nother part of our agency that i haven't said anything about which is support services so those, those are our clients. So those are the people we have living with HIV and AIDS. Those are the people that we service that have two or more chronic illnesses or a mental illness. So we help them get to their doctors. May we give them care plans to say, you need to really adhere to this if you yeah. want to be a healthy person. So it's really about getting them off of certain things and like onto a healthier path. So yeah. our Holiday Angel program is where people adopt those clients. So And their lists are always heartbreaking because they need socks and they need underwear and they need sheets so is it like pots and pans someone can be the angel for that individual so you could adopt a family or just one. oh that's really nice you know and the kids usually ask for toys because we let them fill out a questionnaire um and it's all anonymous so if say you adopted a family you'd get a number a client number one two three four yeah and you'd get to do whatever you want for them from their list and we'd give them their presents that's that's such a good idea just really um stuff that you would never think twice about going to target and buying yeah you know underwear clothes because you're not considering because you can no. get it you, yeah. you don't it's you, not you don't issue. even consider about and if those you think things about most people living with chronic illness mental illness and hiv and aids also live under the poverty level so and that That's we can even so sad. take that a step further to the kids the lgbtq kids um tyler again who you met works with our homeless youth homeless youth and probably because they're gay that's what made them That's homeless. So not because not they because, ran away. Not because, you know, it's just because, because of who they, they are. Out. Yeah. They're kicked out of their house or, or somebody found out they were, you know, wearing girls clothes in Jeez. private. Or and does Tyler go out in the community and physically find them? Um, they'll, we have really good relationships with other um, agencies. So the, a lot of times they'll call us and say, we have a kid who needs a bed or, or, or yeah, we'll just, or Tyler will go do outreach and, and we'll figure out where they are and where they need to go and get them some help. That's yeah. heartbreaking, man. Yeah, it is. It is. But we have a lot of awesome success stories, too. So, you know, it feels kind of good to yeah. be part of that. And, and and you guys, I like that everyone's like, 
like you guys are so vivacious here <laughs> like it yeah. feels yeah because i've been to uh, health centers before and youth centers where it feels sort of like gray right but uh, we're in this room there's all these colors and like yeah. it feels good I know you missed the desk you probably walked right by it with all the he called them dicksicles so the con- nice it's yeah. my favorite type of dicksicle <laughs> so uh <laughs> you know just rubber rubber penises yeah attached to his cubicle that's the way it should be yeah of course yeah especially you know when you're working with kids they need to not be in that gray area because they're in that all the time no and it's just it's not fair like that's as a child that's the most important formative time of your life and you deserve freedoms and you deserve just basic rights right, right. so what company what products and companies can we put on the line so products and companies so I wanna, again, so i'm any, knocking on all the damn doors there you go so anybody that can do bedding our beds we right. need those for our homeless youth uh any um in like personal care items or we have we have drives for those so you'd be surprised if somebody who doesn't have good or any shampoo or you know so personal care items are always great um but then we have things like this so computers and um and things like that so that these kids can come after school and get homework done or do research on places or stuff like that so the but that personal sort of that intimate stuff is is what we hand out the most so you know like i said bedding personal care items clothes for youth clothes for um our clients so basically like stuff you need just to like i mean food we we'd really try to hook them up with anything that we can and it's not just like here's a bunch of free stuff it's like we've seen the hardships they've gone through and we've seen how hard they're having to work to just stay afloat and survive yeah so just that extra leg up yeah and just for them to not have to struggle with basic everyday stuff i know i mean you take for granted that you can run to target and get new underwear yeah i mean i i run out of butt wipes and i'm like what the (laughs) fuck Exactly. butt wipes are amazing yeah I, it's one butt wipes yeah. have literally saved my changed day your life. oh changed my life <laughs> i feel like i can feel my butt go yeah just like so fresh ready to go so we're gonna have to go after some people i'm gonna go after some people on my That'd own awesome. and i'm gonna try and get i'm gonna i'm literally gonna call raymore raymore and flanagan say listen i am i want them to know i put them on blast say, on my podcast we need we need some beds for these kids we need some beds for kids so they can sleep mm-hmm. i mean how can you say no to that right. and like i get that businesses are businesses mm-hmm. but charity has such a larger ripple you know you right. sell a bed you're always going to sell a bed but if you donate one the effect that's going to have is is so much stronger than just selling one right you know what i mean mm-hmm. you can do both right. so if you guys are out there and listening you can donate tell yep. them again where they can donate acrhealth.org and we're at 627 west Genesee street right and if you are a youth that needs some help, guidance, mm-hmm. uh, clean syringe. Right. This is the place to come to. Yeah. This yep. is your we haven. Do that. And again, like I said, there's all different kinds of agencies doing different things. And I understand that the stuff that we do isn't always, it's more progressive. And it's, it's a little different as far as we're pushing the envelope. It's stuff that people don't always like to talk about. They don't like to talk about their kid who's using heroin. They don't like to, t- but let's talk about but the it. problem. Let me tell not you why talking you about it perpetuates. Right, yes, exactly. Let me tell you why you really need to get them some clean. Yes. Yeah. Do you know what, do you know what I'm saying? So when you don't talk about it, the problem doesn't go away. It gets worse and it festers. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, I'm really proud of how not only do we help, you know, LGBTQ youth in certain ways, but we're also like, Hey man, we have groups for your parents. That, and that get is your so vital. Yeah. That is so vital. Get and your parents in here. If you're a parent out there and you are listening, this is connecting with you. You didn't do anything wrong. Right. But doing nothing is doing something wrong. Right. And you yeah. just get up off your it's, ass. We are, we are a non, we, we're non-judgment. Like we just, 
We're gonna. Fly. You've heard it all. Yeah, we're gonna. You've fly heard over. and seen it all. I'm <laughs> sure. I taught sex ed. I have heard it all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Little boys do not know what to do with their equipment. <laughs> Grown <But> men don't. <laughs> exactly grown men don't so you know it's just it's it's kind of it's a cool place to work we have a ton of we always you know what's your elevator speech you know how to sell somebody in 30 seconds like it's just impossible because we have so much that we're doing yeah but there's almost always something that somebody identifies with with our agency whether it's a gay kid somebody who's using drugs somebody with a mental illness yeah somebody Somebody who's all three exactly which is probably more you know the case so there's there's always there's always a direction we can point you in saying here's how you can help if this is what you're looking for is there anything you want to say before you and i hang up this phone and go play with the dixicles <laughs> <laughs> um i'm just so excited that you're here this is such a nerdy ner- nerdy nerd nerdy, moment a nerd, nerd alert super that's super. awesome though uh i don't know like i just i'm so i'm so excited you're here i hope to be able to do more things i know you're here i know it's family time we're gonna um, do something together we're gonna figure yeah. out some sort of charity to, to yeah, put together um, maybe like six months in the future so we yeah, can no, really absolutely. hound We'd love to be on your radar and just be your when i go home this is who i want to help. oh you are like yeah. this is it i'm in yeah i'm in i'm in it to win it with you guys people are like how do you know her i'm like i'm kind of a stalker we're like best friends <laughs> also that i brought like interlocking necklaces you don't have to wear it <laughs> but i'll give you the other the other half as long as it's two dixicles that yeah. lock into one sure i sure can find it on etsy <laughs> there's gotta be there's a name for that. We can talk about that off the air. That's amazing. But there's a name for stuff. Is that, there? Yeah. What is it? Docking. Oh, shit. <laughs> hey, guys. This has been the Sharp Tongue Podcast. Tell everybody who you are. My name is Carrie McAvoy. I work for ACR Health. And so you better excited. check it out and donate, you fuckers. Bye. 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 Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.